You guys ever wondered how these three dum-dums were able to put up a podcast? Well, how we did it is Anchor.fm. It's been crazy easy. First of all, it's free. And that's been helpful for us because we have no money. No monies. And it doesn't matter to them. They got all these creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They also distribute the podcast for you. And it can be anywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, like six other ones that I've never even heard of, but they're up there. I've never even heard of them, and our podcast is up there already. You could also make money with no minimum listenership. We got no listeners right now, and we've already started making a little bit of money. How cool is that? It's everything you need all in one place to make a podcast. Anchor.fm. Episode of Friends, Facts, and Fiction. As always, this episode is made possible by our local convenience stores, the misappropriation of history, and you. And now to your hosts, Justin Hammonds, Grant Bramlett, and Drew Shelnut. What's up? What's happening, world? This is the third episode. Of uh, Friends, Facts, and Fiction. We had a two-parter. I mm-hmm. uh, hope y'all enjoyed that series uh, on old Benny Frank. Uh, but yes, it's third episode. I'm Justin Hammonds. I'm looking at Drew Shona. What is up? And my boy, Grant Bramley. Hello, hello. Yeah, the cool guy crew. Um, and so You're not going to comment about my shirt. I, I mean, the episode, he's talking this, about cool shirts. I mean, the shirt's dope. Your shirt's <laughs> dope. On a shirt. And the button-up is nice. It's got you some llamas on it. And does. the truck yard bar joint is dope too. I'm, like, yeah. I'm fine. I'm just a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing it down to give Grant a little bit of little bit of light yeah, this time. You know, he can shine through this time. He has a cool guy I mean, shirt. Sometimes I needed it. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll give yeah. him that. We'll give him that this okay. time. <laughs> but this episode here today is uh, actually about baseball. Mm-hmm. How about that? We're talking mm-hmm. about sports, um, but it's about. Um, the, the ladies that took over for a minute That's back right. in the day. They did their thing. Um, the beginning of baseball itself and the forgotten, uh, the Negro League, if you will. And uh, we're going to cover all that. But today, for the intro, we're finally getting to these childhood injuries, bro. Like we've, we've dodged this long enough. Let's go ahead and uh, just put it out there, man. Talk about our childhood and how wild we were. Because I believe we all three have at least three concussions before we were like 12. Yeah, I actually <laughs> learned that when we were talking about this episode. I didn't realize that all three of us had all three had three concussions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. fun is that? Yeah. I think my third one came when I was like 16. But anyway. I think I stopped uh, counting after three, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to start with Drew because, I mean, he's, it was wild. That's true. So uh, <laughs> when we were, we were talking about it, we got this little, you know, shared document that kind of helps us keep all our facts together. And he jotted down Dances with Wolves slash Yosemite Sam slash Three Wheeler. You know, like you are too. And like, I just <laughs> like some true Alabama <laughs> shit. <laughs> but it's let's strange. definitely start off there because I, I just am very curious. Yeah. Very, very curious. Okay, Drew. so to to make it obvious of what I mean by dances with wolves, it's obviously a movie. Um <laughs> uh, I was really, really, really into dances with wolves. Of course. Uh because of Kevin Cosner. Waterworld was cracking. Waterworld. Love that movie. Can you smell it? <laughs> great, great. The web movie. feet, bro. Great. Yeah. Oh shit, I do have web feet. Yeah, it is. That's uh, real. Damn it. You actually have yeah, you actually have yeah, web feet. Yeah, that's that's some Freudian shit. Anyway. Yeah, that's the connection. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um I would always go over to my next door neighbors and they had a two story house with a uh, badass little balcony on the back, which I thought was badass. Not not so much. Obviously, uh-huh. um, because I was back with my little tomahawk mm-hmm. running around doing my little being a cool Indian cool little wannabe, <laughs> you know, Indian Southern kid being super PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 all up. the PC. Straight up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I leaned up against the balcony to look out, and as I did that, I fell over. Well, the the balcony was dry rotted. So I just fell through oh. it. Um, 15 feet 
through a table into a chainsaw. Good lord. <laughs> nice little concussion. Luckily that chainsaw was off my oh, guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes shit. I kind of wonder. Yeah. <laughs> So them stitches to the head immediately. <laughs> Jesus Oh, yeah, Christ, yeah, yeah. Bro. And a uh, two and a half, almost three-day coma. Jesus. Um, week and a half, ICU. That's crazy. That was the first one. Fast forward a whole month. A whole month. One whole month. One whole month. 28 to 31 days. Yes. Wow, yes. Could have been a leap here. I don't know. I'm not, not quite sure on that one. Yeah. But I had a Yosemite Sam action figure that I really liked. I was playing with it, and for some reason, I tossed it under the house. Well, trailer, no house mm-hmm. here. And there was a, <laughs> a, a little corner of the paneling under the trailer that was popped up. I crawled under there, got my little Yosemite Sam action figure. Was coming back, and the roofing tacks that hold the paneling in, yeah. just mm-hmm. right back in there again. Same, the same wound, same hole. Oh my god, same bro. hole. Yeah. Super awesome. Pouring salt on the wound, if you will. Yeah. Fast forward. How long is this one? A year. Oh, we're keeping it in increments of like one kind yeah, of a thing. Gave you know, us some time. One it's, month, it's, one year. <laughs> I'm riding on a three wheeler. Super safe. Yeah, you, you yeah, guys the, know. The most unsafe, outlawed, banned uh, vehicles, all yeah. terrain vehicles. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Try to find a three wheeler right now. <laughs> yeah, you can um, probably ride a Segway on an old country road <laughs> before they let you buy a, a fucking three wheeler. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Anyway, yeah. Um, now I'm thinking about off roading Segways. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, that's a like lifestyle. building like body cages on them and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a lifestyle, bro. Snorkels. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm riding a three wheeler with my uncle. Off roading Segway. Yes, yes. <laughs> another episode. Yeah, <laughs> we'll cover but that soon. <laughs> I'm sitting on the front of this three wheeler, essentially on the handlebars, right up where the gas tank is. You know, yeah, for those old school guys. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting on the seat. He's holding the handlebars, and we're going. We're we're going over the terraces and stuff, and mm-hmm. we go through this, uh, go up this one hill, a little too steep. Yeah, yeah. Just a little and bit. I'm like, okay, here we go. And he's just like, jump off. And I'm like, mm, I don't know, dude. Just okay, here we I'm, go. I'm with it. I'm, I'm just rocking. Six it. years old at this point, and it falls. Uh, the handlebar falls on my face right here on my right cheekbone, and go, comes out right beside my eye. So it punctures your skin, comes just out comes your out, eye, just, on the side of your oof. eye. Jesus yeah. Christ, bro. Pl- Play-Doh face. We should we should have put like a gold standard on this episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So. Savage imagery. I spend another two days in a coma and another week and a half in the ICU. And I don't know how, what else I can say after that, I guess. I mean, I've, I've had some other injuries after that, but I think I'm just uh, going to leave it there. Beginning. That was the beginning. Yeah. Luckily, you're not a serial killer, my guy. Because uh, <laughs> a lot of them kids had a lot of head concussions uh, before that laugh is creepy as a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So you're saying maybe. Okay. That's a maybe. Just room for improvement. Oh, okay. Mm, interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Well, Fantastic. my concussions are a little lighter than that. Yeah. Um, I mean, my really first one came from like Easter egg hunt um, at my great aunt's house, actually. And I was rounding a corner, you know, just running, looking for Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Ran straight into one of those old school gas pumps, a little green fucking like weird oh, yeah. gas pump things. Dome check, <laughs> out. Woke up in my grandmother's bed with a fucking heat pad on my head, of course. Um, second one. Was uh, bicycles, bro. Like me and all my homies from back home. Shouts out to Elba, Alabama. That's the hometown. Uh, we used to rock around the city on bicycles like no other, bro. We'd be across the city in 10 minutes. Like we, we thugged it. We thugged it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got into BMXing, like the bike with the pegs and all mm-hmm. that. You know, hip hop culture is all about like skateboarding, roller skating, beatboxing, rapping, graffiti. Like I was part of hip hop culture. And uh, X Games was a big part of my younger life in the country, country boy. And uh, we built ramps and all this shit. And this one hill next to my auntie's house. Uh, <laughs> like, that was the hill to get all the speed, to hit a ramp, or hit this ditch that just went down and came right back up. So we get this right. air and we do some weird tricks and all that. But I seen this backflip happen on X Games one day. And I was like, it's my time. It's time to try. I'm the this. chosen one. Yeah. It's time. So got on this hill. Uh, right next to my Aunt Sandra's house. God rest her soul. Love her to death. And this ditch was in the yard of my Aunt Lynn. And I love her to death. Always will. And we're coming down this hill. And 
I'm like, bro, it's the backflip day. So I hit this ditch. I get maybe 10, 15 feet of air off this like ditch. We're going like 25 miles an hour on mm-hmm. bicycles. You feel me? And it's this one snatch I do to like do the backflip. And unbeknownst to me, there's a second little jerk. It's a smooth like <laughs> snatch, snatch you're supposed to do to do a backflip. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did the one snatch. So the tires are parallel like up to the sky. My back is parallel to the ground. And at that moment, I knew I fucked up. And, <laughs> and, I, and I just fell straight on my back. And the handlebars went straight into my face. Oof. And uh, there's a little mark somewhere on my left eye, I think. Uh, but I literally woke up like six hours later in my auntie's house with a heat pad on my head again. Um, that was my second one. Uh, third one was high school football. As I think we were playing Pike County, some hard hitting country homies, bro. Like they they was out there with it for real. And uh, my junior year, I think it was, I had a head on collision with one of these cats, and this was in like the second quarter, bro. The second quarter, right? I was head on collision, and I don't really come to or remember anything until the fourth quarter. And like I'm playing the game. I'm I'm, I'm like I'm playing the game, bro. Yeah, like, I was yeah, I was crazy. out there. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember. You were out there. You weren't in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I remember you. nothing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I didn't come to the fourth quarter, and apparently we lost that game. So I first lost of the season, I believe. Yeah, and uh, probably because I was like out, but in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't remember nothing, bro. And like watching film was like I was doing okay. I was missing some cues, obviously, because I wasn't all the yeah, way yeah. there. Right. But um, yeah, as those are the three concussions I remember. Uh, I've loved the wildlife since high school, but <laughs> that's, 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 those are my childhood. Ones injuries. again. So wild, wild country dude, man, riding bikes and doing dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, for we're all talking about concussions. I mean, I can go over my yeah. three concussions. Yeah. But initially, I was talking about the time I got run over by a tractor. When, oh. Which one do you guys think? That's, the tractor shit is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a little more fun. And, okay. Uh, that's, yeah, that's real. Yeah, let's change it up a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm tired of these concussions. A tractor? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. A tractor? What the fuck? So that's Mississippi shit. I was just about to say. <laughs> it's been brought up. I am from Mississippi. So we uh, have a fair amount of land. And we were getting ready for dove season. So we take the tractor over to the land, plow it down with a bush hog, plant the sunflower seeds. They grow up, attracts the doves. Just the doves. Bing, bang, boom. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop you, go. you right there. I heard dove season. like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's later on in life for, for me, personally. You know. Okay. Short-lived. Uh, Justin was there. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. I'm going to let that go. I'm going to let that. I do need to clarify that I didn't actually get run over by a tractor. It was a tractor on a tractor trailer. Oh. The so those little two wheels. With two the, wheels yeah, that are right yeah. next to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a little heavier. So we're done for the day. <laughs> a lot more still involved. You know, we load the tractor up on the tractor trailer. We're pulling out kind of a thing. And I'm begging my dad to let me ride on top. 10 years old. It's yeah, a fun. You're trying to ball out. I'm driving the tractor yeah, right now, you know? but I'm not, but I am. You know, getting to sing Green Hills or something <laughs> like that, you know, on the way out of there. And it was like, come on, come on, come on. He's finally like, okay. But it, it's not until we get to the first gate, right? We had three gates leading in to keep, you know, people out of our, our land. Of course, of course. And uh, he was like, it's not until we get to the first gate. And then you have to come to a complete, uh, wait for me to come to a complete stop. Before you get off, right? So we're pulling up to the front, uh, the first gate. Keep in mind, this is not gravel road. This is literally just dirt Turn path around. in the like middle two, of the two woods. Two little ruts type vibe. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I broke the first rule immediately. Of course. By hopping yeah. right off, feeling all yeah. confident from my my tractor driving I'm excursion. I'm on high right now. I'm do what I want to. <laughs> Talked about Fight Club. I got my little, like... Um, Military, uh, you know, like secondhand steel-toed boots on. My old school, like secondhand uh, fatigues. You mm-hmm. know, got me a can of Mountain Dew. That's right, do that, do. That's right, do do boy. <laughs> Nashville born. <laughs> Tell you what, hop all off, real confident, like, and um, I'm walking next to it, and the tree line is getting closer and closer to the little bottleneck. Right, it's bottleneck. Oh, yeah, and um, I'm easing closer and closer to it. it eventually, the front tire of the tractor trailer runs over my right foot throwing me down onto my face so kind of my elbows out at a right angle pretty much then proceeds to run over my arm and my arm gets sucked up in between the those two, t- two tires oh, oh shit. jesus the two tires yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Fuck. no 
Obviously, Jesus. I am screaming my head off. My brother comes running around. He grabs me by the left ankle, and he's just trying his best to just pull me out from yeah, underneath and trying the whole to break situation. Your spine. I mean, he could have, <laughs> or I could have had spinal problems. But you know, he was what, fourteen at the time. He didn't know what that young was going on. He just he just panicked. <laughs> he's just panic panic mode. Oh my god, my yeah, brother! I need to save his life. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. So yeah. my dad, you know, kind of jumps out, run around, you know, swats my brother away kind of a thing and he he stops he assesses the situation and realizes he has to back back over oh, my arm get your oh no to your arm to get it out oh, no. in between those two tires gangster uh, gangster so good for him for being able to handle such a horrible situation good good for the ground for being flat and giving a little bit to not yeah, right. completely crush your damn arm apparently. you're telling me well we'll yes. get there but um he gets back in, backs back over my arm, comes back around. He kneels down, kind of like picks me up, you know, cradling me in his arms. First time I've ever seen him cry, like boo-hoo, sob cry, okay. you know, obviously so. Yeah, of course. At this point, shock kind of kicks in for me, so I don't feel anything anymore. Yeah, right? Adrenaline's I was on like, high, bro. It's I think like... I need to go to the ER, and he's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, so he unhooks the trailer, like very gently puts me in the back seat and just guns it. You know? I mean, we're just, just bouncing all around, you know, and I'm just like catching air in the back seat, basically. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all that. <laughs> we finally get to like, you know, paved road. My my arm is dead, completely numb. I don't feel it at all, but my, my right foot is killing me. So instinctively almost, I take the boot off and it feels a little better. And just out of curiosity, I reach in and I pull out the steel insole of the thing. And it's like you just twisted it. Of course, took one end of the thing and kind of a thing. Yeah. Nuts. Foot still hurts. And I look at the, the glass of the back window and I'm like, well, that's a nice flat surface or whatever. Mm. So again, almost so instinctually, cool. I take my foot and I push it up against the back glass and it just is a little kind of quiet you feel it more than here it does kind of a thing oh, yeah you reset and, your whole shit oh, yeah, yeah. felt so much better it felt so much back. better fast forward we get to the er they strap me to the like a gurney or whatever to pull me in and i'm, I'm yelling about my my wallet and my uh, uh my necklace or whatever but more so my wallet that's a lot more important oh, you're and 10 years old yeah and i'm and 10 years old and you're like don't my wallet? my wallet you need to make sure you have my wallet where's my necklace <laughs> that's a nice necklace where you know, my shit necklace. Hat, bro <laughs> <laughs> And the doctors are like, all right, shut up, kid. You know, and I'm like, no, 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 it's really my wallet. They're finally like, here. And I pull out, talking about my three concussions in the past and my several other trips to the ER. I actually had a fast pass to North Mississippi. <laughs> like, like Disney Medical Center. Like, like, Pretty much, like yeah. Skip the line? Skip the line. Disney status <laughs> at a hospital. That's what I'm talking about. All the health Skipping insurance the and all my personal insurance uh, information, all that kind of stuff is on yeah. this card. So you literally just swipe it. I'm right Boom. back. I'm You're right through there. the doors. You know, <laughs> you know, ain't no paper filling out for me. I'll take y'all time with that. I'm going back here. So funny enough, um, the doctor ended up telling me that I reset the bones in my foot. Through the window? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, bro. Didn't, they didn't have to do it. Just yeah, broke four bones Appreciate in my that foot. Guy. We're still going to charge you for it, though. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Broke four bones in my foot. Miraculously, did not break any no, I mean, part I of my own. Got run over twice. Now got run over twice. Forward and backward. Didn't break it up. Mm -mm. That's crazy. Now the See, nerve that's damage. that ground being solid. That Mississippi of, red clay, mm -hmm. boy. Red clay, yeah. I guess. But the the nerve damage is there still to this day. Like I can't really feel that part of my oh, arm. Of course, you're never but gonna feel that. It was nuts. It was that's nuts. That's wild, bro. That, that's some wild ass Mississippi shit right there. Uh, that's what happens in the backwoods of Mississippi. Uh, <laughs> Little boys get ran over by tractor trailers. Isn't uh, that that's right? <laughs> facts, facts. We well, keep this thing going, man. Uh, tell us what y'all think about those wild stories, man. If you have any stories that relate to that, email us about them at friends period facts period fiction at gmail.com. Yes, please. Yeah. I remembered it that time. You did. Um, you did a great job. You <laughs> email did us a great about job. your crazy stories, man. We might mention y'all in, in an introduction episode coming up soon. Um, also, a friends episode coming up soon because we recorded some wild. <laughs> yeah, shit we're gonna have day. to. We're gonna have to do a lot of cutting. Yeah, we need to edit that out a lot. Shout out to Brendan Shea and Sam Capasso for coming through that tonight and recording some wild takes, wild yeah. hot takes. That's right. Uh, but we can keep this going with this foul play, a lady's way, and the forgotten. But first, we we'll get to the song of the day, and it's by the homie Grizzy over here. Yeah, it was my turn. Yeah, it's by Grizzy. Um, 
This is a song that's just kind of been running through my head the last few weeks or so. Um, and I, I didn't know why, because I, I feel like I haven't heard it in a long time. I loved it when it first came out. You know, a lot of people did. It was a yeah, bro. radio hit. hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he took your nickname from you. He sure did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, to the point where I finally decided to look up the lyrics, which... I was thinking maybe the lyrics yeah. somehow snuck you, in. You looked up lyrics? Yeah. yeah like maybe yeah, the okay. lyrics yeah. just subliminally mm. just snuck into my mm. brain. And that's mm-hmm. why that song kept running through my yeah, head. Yeah, so all the songs we've done together before, and you looked up these lyrics. That's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, right? That's cute. Because it's, it's yeah, all, for the, me. all these lyrics I've written. Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. Well, let's yeah. go back. I your lyrics. Oh, okay. It's all right. And no, I'll go ahead. Continue. Continue. Else continue please. We're going to talk about this after the episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty clear that the song is about like a uh, a romantic relationship that's kind of stuck in the ruts or whatever. Of course, but of there's course. some song, you know, the uh, parts of it um, that we'll hear just in a second. I really was close to just doing the music and just that really awesome like drum, drum beat drop or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you know, anyways, we'll listen to this for a quick second. So we love that track, by the way. I did too, man. That, classic shit. That's actually one of those drum beats when I first heard it. I was like, hell yeah. Absolutely hell yeah. And then immediately it was like, damn it. Why didn't I come up with this? I didn't come up with that. I didn't get to record that. <laughs> Why didn't I do this? And yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it because people would be like, Psh, you're just ripping off Grizzly Bear. Right? Yeah. You know? Bro, same shit when I first heard Kid Cudi. I was like, I've, I've been trying to. Shit. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah I was yeah. trying to do this. Right. right you just right. did it. But. Kudos to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then anyways, I, I felt like it kind of feels like, you know, our little social distancing pandemic, you know, keep your ass in the house unless you got to go out sort of a thing. You know, yeah. the, um, routine malaise. I told you I would stay, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it just really it felt like it was kind of pertinent right now. Got you. You know, okay. and quick shout out to drummers. That's pretty much the drummer's band. He's a multi-instrumentalist. He's an excellent composer. He's the main arranger and writer of Grizzly Bear. And if anybody wants to come at me with some dumb drummer jokes, then I'm going to say, oh, go listen to Grizzly Bear. Then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, facts. Drew, look at this guy looking up lyrics. Well, yeah. yeah, it's kind of weird. Shit? Yeah, you, I don't are know. You, anybody hearing this? Yeah. The whole world's hearing this right now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. This shit? yeah. <laughs> he's we're looking up lyrics. Yeah, he's the whole world doesn't know. This is crazy. This is crazy. All right. Well, song of the day of the week, SOD, two weeks by the band Grizzly Bear. That's right. Fire, fire, shit. I dig it with two shovels. But two shovels. To get on to this main story, foul play, a lady's way, and the forgotten. By the way, that's a Drew title again. He's yeah, two for three. He's a gangster. I'm starting to get jealous over here. Yeah, no. he's a gangster. He's got it. I'm going to get the next one. I'm, I'm going to try yeah, I thought first. I had word played down, but this guy's under his level. <laughs> you telling me? <laughs> Sneaking up with that bass player vibe. <laughs> exactly. You never know. If you Not only do you have to tip us when you bring us pizzas, yeah. but we know certain things. Yeah. You know? If you can't tell by his voice, he is a bass player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's honestly the way that I chose to play the bass because everybody was like, no, nah, man. You're a bass player. And I was like, no, I want to play drums. And they were like, no, but you're a bass player. And I was like, well, I want to play guitar too, though. They're like, no, you're a bass player. And I was like, okay, I'm a bass player. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm fucking playing the bass. And you're fire at it. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's a yeah, wonderful man. instrument. Incredible. Oh, it's important. beautiful. I love that yeah. instrument. It's not the easiest to play by yourself. Well, Same with drums. That's I don't get it. That's truth. Yeah, I don't know. I have more fun playing. Anyway. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyway, Start foul play, off. ladies way in the forgotten. Fuck it out. Let go. Start us off, please. All right. So I'm going to start this off with a little bit of an oddity, kind of an origin for baseball. Uh, a lot of people thought uh, thought that it started in the 1800s when it actually started back in the Viking times. Oh, wow. A little Nordic game called Bronball. It's where the teams pitched to themselves. Bases were ran the opposite of today, and you could be tagged out by being pegged in the motherfucking head with a bow. Viking shit. Savage. So, yeah. (laughs) Savage. But 
But we actually know it coming from a more relative to modern day um, games. Were were from like um, games of uh, cricket and rounders that were started in Britain, Ireland, France, and Germany, kind of a deal. Of course, um, but even before then, I mean, it, it went back to the 1300s, and well, fuck, it went back to Nordic times. Yeah. Um, but the more put together things even went back to the 1300s. Um, even some of some of the names of these games, though, that come from Britain, Ireland, France, and Germany, are pretty funny. Uh, they have baseball, which is not baseball. It's separated. Separated baseball. Goal ball, mm, goal which ball. sounds more like what we would think of, you know, like football or soccer. Yeah. Um, round ball, round which ball. is okay. quite redundant. Yeah. Uh, fetch catch. Ooh. Fetch. Catch. That's my favorite so far. Stool ball. <laughs> okay, that's my new favorite. Hey, right. Simply hey. base. Hey, bro. <laughs> Stool ball. Bro. Stool ball. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a medical condition. Please go get yourself checked. When you're playing ball if on you a got squatty stool body. ball, my guy. Stool <laughs> ball. That seems stool like ball. an uncomfortable Uncle situation. Uncle from the stool ball. Yeah. Don't go in that house over there. <laughs> See, that, getting the phone in the bathroom with you is dangerous. <laughs> you might get that stool ball. <laughs> Little Jimmy, what are you doing in the bathroom for so long? I got the stool ball. I got that stool ball. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. <laughs> My God. Um, what most people think uh, baseball came from, or who baseball came from, all uh, spawns back to A.J. Spaulding and the Mills Commission. Uh, they claimed Abner Doubleday created baseball in Cooperstown, New York in 1839, which is funny enough. The, the Yeah, it, all lies, but it's also the site of the National Baseball Hall of Fame, which Admiral or Admiral Admiral Adner Doubleday was actually <laughs> inducted, oh right, mm-hmm. into this Hall of Fame that he oh, had as, nothing as to do creator? with at he's all. Is at West Point, right? Yeah, yeah. He was at West Point. Yeah, during the time that, of all of these claims, he was at West Point, and he claimed to have nothing to do with baseball. And still like, got he, inducted. He was just like, nah, to baseball. <laughs> that's that I'm old. A that's that old WP boy. Yeah. That's that old white privilege. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, the first known published rules in the U.S. were written um, in 1845 for a New York City baseball, again, separated club, the Knickerbockers. Such a good name. Yes. Shouts out to the New York Knicks, who are the Knickerbockers now. I know. I'm yeah. so glad that somebody kept the name Knickerbockers. Yeah. The Knicks yeah. shortened. Or Knickerbockers shortened is the Knicks. You know. Anyway. Alexander Cartwright was the organizer of this club and was also known as the father of baseball, which was also incorrect. Damn, no facts. He didn't write the rules. <laughs> his vice president and secretary, William R. Wheaton and William H. Tucker, wrote these rules. Okay. So once again, falsities. Yeah. Um, along with the New York City baseball style thing, there was also a Massachusetts style ball going around, which I think is a little bit more fantastic because there was no foul ter- territory in their rules. So you could literally so you chase, chase and or lead people for miles, oh, that's awesome. right. which led to them being pegged in the side of the fucking head with right. a baseball. Because they were like, want, dude, Jerry's running. All right. Yeah, keep hey, on running, Jerry. you football, right? <laughs> Sunshine. Over hey, come here. on back over here, boy. Yeah. It's like, oh, damn it. Last time Jerry got that, he ran two blocks away and hid behind a car. <laughs> he found some stuff we Bro, call PCP, the- and he ain't came out of that dumpster yet. <laughs> this game's been going on for four fucking weeks. I was about to say, this game's had to be long as hell, bro, with no foul territory. <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. Like, what? Ugh. Oh, my God. But anyway. <laughs> four fucking weeks. Four weeks. My dude shit the bed. Is that that's how they talked back in yeah. in Massachusetts back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry about it. Those yeah, it was not like, hey, Bobby, get on here. It was like, dude, shit, the fucking boy, boy, man, goddamn. So it was actually opposite. Fun fact, you, you know, uh, it was opposite in the South than it was in the North. If you've not watched Forrest Gump, can't see it here. That's yeah, true. Can't see Good it here. point. That kid came Just out of saying. nowhere. Yeah. Weird. He was anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the, the main Jesus reason why Christ. baseball actually stuck and kind of is what it is today is because of the mafia and gambling. Oh, yeah, the numbers are on us, bro. Yeah, and, you know, they gambled on everything they could in this game, so it essentially laid it into being a super staple of our economy. Hmm. Cities Um, were built around where they built these stadiums at. Like, cities' economies basically were formed around baseball. Like, even 
later when I talk about the Negro League, the black community was built yeah. around these these teams. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, which which in effect always came down to the monetary economy. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Of, of, where the, the, where the of, money of, was. What's up? What's happening, world? This is Justin, Drew, and Grant from Friends, Facts, and Fiction Podcast, and we're here to talk about Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. Let's talk about it. It's free. It's free. Uh-oh. They have all these creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I mean, anywhere you can really find a podcast. They'll, they'll throw it out there, bro. <laughs> and with no minimum listenership, they will also help you gain Boom. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I mean, download the free app right now, bro. What you waiting on? Let's go. Let's go. Of that area. Yeah, where the money going to be? Um, in 1866, first all pro team was created. That was paid team. Cincinnati Club. Cincinnati Club. That's a real nice name. Original. You know, no wonder Cincinnati oh, Baseball Stadium is really close to the river. You know what I mean? Yeah. You think about that? It is. It's right <laughs> on the river. Facts. Yeah. Interesting. 1876 and 1901, the leagues that we are the league that we are more familiar with now came about. The National League was 1876, the American League was 1901, and their first World Series was in 1903, Boston versus Pittsburgh. Mm. No, no cool names or anything, but that was it. Just Boston versus Pittsburgh. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna, Red Sox versus I'm going to end it up on um, nowadays. In the 1920s, there were two big things that were changed from this. Yeah. Or, or not from this, that were that were the biggest changes um, up until this point. Yeah. And the ball had to be changed to white, and it had to be changed out every few innings because Carl Mays pegged a guy in 1920 named Ray Chapman in the head, and he died the next day. Mm. Wow. And it was, a few, it was a few. Ball, God, I guess. Yeah. It was a few innings into the game, and they didn't really take that into fruition or anything. It was just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. same Keep ball, throwing the same ball for. That's yeah. not even wrapping in leather. It's just a fucking. Yeah, homeboy's still yeah. been in the dumpster for four weeks, so he's got that ball. That's gonna be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so they had to change made the a balls. Bite by that already. Yeah, they had to change the balls, and this also, I mean, it probably had some kind of medical effects as well, and people started giving a shit and paying attention a little bit more. But yeah, of course, mm-hmm. of course, those were you know. The two biggest changes, other than what we see, is today's baseball. Of course. Uh, other than what my two colleagues here will bring to your ears. <laughs> bring to your attention. Hey. So in the twenties, they changed the ball over and all that good stuff, and that's fun and exciting. But I'm going to take you back, back, way back into time mm. uh, to the forgotten, the Negro League. Um, the first known baseball game between two black teams was held in November on November fifteenth, eighteen fifty nine, in New York City. The Henson Base Club of Jamaica, Queens, defeated the Unknowns of Weeksville, Brooklyn. <laughs> the Unknowns. The Unknowns, oh, bro. They ain't even, it's oh, like geez. untitled. Yeah. Like uh, Kendrick, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, whatever. <laughs> um, and the score, bro, check the score out. Probably because they didn't have foul lines and all that shit. 54 to 43, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baseball. Score. This baseball. is not football. That bro. is... Uh. Insane. So the, the game probably lasted four weeks. They couldn't find <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> on base. Like, <laughs> was down the road still. <laughs> Homie been down the way for about four weeks. Bro. We're, We're just gonna, gonna hold his. Like, We're gonna hold his at bat. We're gonna keep going. Until <laughs> he comes back. And he just pops and up by like, home plate 50, like gotcha. forty something. Come yeah. on, guys. He just pops up by home plate like two days later. Oop, got you. Didn't see me. So <laughs> I do like that whole hide and seek aspect bro. of baseball. They Think about that was today. Come on, that'd be wild. That'd be wild. Almost like the Family Guy greased up deaf guy that shows up with a baseball <laughs> can't catch me <laughs> well the first nationally known black professional baseball team was founded in 1885 three clubs combined the keystone athletics of philadelphia the what is this orions 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 uh, yeah. there you go mm-hmm. orions of philadelphia <laughs> facts hot facts <laughs> and the manhattans of washington dc merged with the cuban giants the success of the cubans or the Cuban Giants. The Cuban sounds a little derogatory. The Cuban Giants <laughs> led to the creation of the first recognized Negro League in 1887, the National Colored Baseball League. It was organized strictly as a major league or minor league uh, and founded with six teams. The Baltimore Lord Baltimores. Okay. <laughs> which was, that's the Baltimore Lord Baltimores. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hashtag JK Rowland. Boston <laughs> Resolutes. 
Louisville Fall Cities, the New York Gorums, Philadelphia Pythons, and the Pittsburgh Keystones. Okay. These are Did, good names. I mean, I mean bro, they were out there back then. Baltimore, there. Lord Baltimore. <laughs> Baltimore, Lord Baltimore. Hey, what yeah. is a Gorum anyway? Right, bro. Mm. Hey, listen, bro. It's different times, man. 1887. It's not 1987, guys. They were all Gorophobia. <laughs> it was different. <laughs> so the few players that play in these minor league teams, uh, they normally paid around white players, and they would always get all this verbal abuse and all this this crazy attacks by fans and competitors. So there was this one guy <laughs> that would march his team out in military style, you know, and he demanded that blacks not play, and it literally caused this this uproar from players and fans to say, yeah, they shouldn't play with us. You know what I mean? They, they're causing problems. And it's not their fault they're causing the problem. It's the fans and the people they're playing against. Mm-mm. So at this point, it causes this, this separation. So by 1888, a middle state league was founded with only two black teams. So that poor funding. It's only two teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not going to yeah. last long at all. Right. And, I mean, it couldn't, it couldn't, stay, it couldn't stay together. Yeah. But if you know... By the uh, 1917, there's a war boiling a little bit, and that war is a catalyst for the reality that we have of Negro League. And um, this this war, on April 6, 1917, the uh, U.S. entered the World War I, and it literally brought all these people from the South to work at these plants and work at these, uh, these programs, mm-hmm. and it brought more black money, more black people to spend money, so it created a more environment for the Negro League to survive in. And by the end of 1919, everything was lining up for black ball to have a golden era. And on February 13th and 14th, 1920, talks were held in Kansas City, Missouri, that established the Negro National League and its governing body, the National Association of Color colored professional baseball clubs composed of eight teams, the Chicago American Giants, the Chicago Giants, the Cuban Stars, the Dayton Marcos, the Detroit Stars, the Indianapolis ABCs, the Kansas City Monarchs, and the St. Louis Giants. Bunch of Giants. They, I mean, they were about giants. the Giants when they got giants to the 1920s. That's where they were at. A couple ABCs um, in there, too. Hey. Yeah, you know, but those are some of the great teams, but I just want to take a minute and talk about some of these awesome players that some are forgotten, some are remembered in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But these are a few cats that I love a lot. Satchel Page, he's known for a 105 mile per hour pitch, the best fastball in baseball history. He's the oldest player to debut in the majors at the age of 42, and he helped the Cleveland Indians win their last championship in 1948, and he was inducted in the Hall of Fame in 1971. So he's throwing a 105 mile per hour fastball. Yeah. In what? 1924 to 27, probably. That's insane. 28. I mean, it's incredible if somebody can actually, do that no, in from the 20, 2000s, 1925 you know? to like 1940, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, he went to the league uh, eventually. Um, and he's like throwing him soggy balls, too. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. and you got to think, these cats didn't have no Tommy John surgery. He's just like, oh, like, throwing right. his shoulder on every game, probably. Wow. Um, his teammate, actually, Hilton Smith, had a curveball that some players that played with him said could fly around a whole room and still strike you out. It's <laughs> <laughs> just good as Satchel, but that curveball is crazy. I love the imagery. He had the curve. Satchel Page had the fastball, man. He was inducted in the Hall of Fame in uh, 2001. One of my favorites, James Cool Papa Bell. Cool Papa. He was so fast, bro, that he could get in the bed before the light was out. That's what they said. That's <laughs> so fun. That's <laughs> Mm. So this is an actual true story where Satchel Page was sharing a room with him and uh oh cool papa, cool papa Bell figured out that the the light switch in the room had a delay on it. Mm-hmm. So when Satchel came home from like being out at the bar or whatever to be in the room, whatever, he hit the switch and he'd go hop in the bed. Say, hey, Satchel, but I'm in the bed for the light go out. You know, he'd hit the <laughs> switch and go in the bed. Like that was a running allure of him. Like he was so fast, they thought he made a shortcut from first base to third base, bro. Like he was that fast. He was in Duck in the Hall of Fame in '74. Uh, Josh Gibson, one of the greatest catchers of all time, but also one of the best power hitters to ever play the game. Uh, on record, he has 900 home runs, but some historians say that could be over a thousand. Jesus, it's insane. Yeah, because the records, of course, are kind of wishy washy. A little skewed there, yeah. Really? yeah. You think so? Yeah, it's a little bit. It's <laughs> a little bit. At the time, he's the only player to hit a ball out of Yankee Stadium. He's inducted oh, well. in '72. Cool. 
Oscar Charleston, another uh, left hand, his left hand power hitter, had a slugging percentage of 545, bro. Damn. And he was a player manager for most of his career on every team he was on. And he's inducted in 76. My favorite, though, and I'm probably in on this one. Reese Goose Tatum. Oh, Goose. Oh, Goose, Goose. By, by far the most entertaining player with the flair and the comedy, man. Like, uh-huh. he, he was so entertaining with all his flair with the ball. He would do all these tricks with the baseball, and he would, like, act out when he got to base. He would, like, act like he's having a heart attack, and then get up and then hit a base run. Like, he would do all this while. Hey, bro, he's so great. I mean, he was That's so cool. great entertaining. The Harlem Globetrotters picked him up for 11 seasons, bro. After playing in the Negro awesome. League and wow. being one of the best players in baseball of his time, to go to be one for the of the best basketball yeah. players, yeah, no, yeah. it's a very like, different sport. Like, bro. it's like I'm just a hand, hands down boss. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just it. a beast, bro. Yeah. And I mean, some of these teams, bro, back in those days, they would play three games in a day and play in three different cities. Good lord, you know what I'm saying? And due to you know the uniforms being so thick at the in the day, like they made it wool mm-hmm. super thick, they would just hang their uniforms out the bus. And like sometimes they get to these spots in coal mining towns that don't even have a diamond. They have to build their own diamond, bro. <laughs> build their own diamond, and then mm-hmm. use the fans' cars as outlines for the for the outfield. Good wow. Lord, feel me? Like they were literally grinding every day, Hope bro. You got windshield insurance, <laughs> and they still had those records. Yeah, they still had these crazy records. But they're playing in shitty conditions, bro. They're, they're literally using bags for bases. You know That's what I'm saying? That's crazy. Three games a day in three different cities sometimes. And yeah. Like literally just riding in the bus in your underwear because yeah. you're letting your uniform dry yeah. out. <laughs> well, some, some of these players, they say like when they got into the majors, because some of these players actually made it to the majors and got their respect in Hall of Fame, like I just mentioned. But a few players are like, yeah, when we got to the league and like these night games, we used to play with headlights, bro. Like... <laughs> Y'all right. got stadium lights? Yeah. I can see. I can like, see everything. I can see everything. Like, what? <laughs> like, this is this is insane, bro. Like, yeah, it, it's just crazy uh, that time they live in, bro. <laughs> but um, two of the best teams at the time were the Homestead Grace and the Pittsburgh Crawfords. And the Pittsburgh Crawfords were owned by Gus Greenlee, which is a mafia guy, old black dude that oh, ran yeah. numbers, you see? So he built the first black stadium. He had, like, the, the first, like, black dynasty, basically, oh, in yeah. baseball. And um, that team that he owned, the Crawfords, were so good, they could have beat the ni- 1927 Yankees, who oh, wow. were supposedly one of the yeah. best teams in history. Right, that's what um, he always says, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Crawfords had a guy uh, named Pepper Bassett that would literally, he was a catcher, and he would play in a rocking chair and catch <laughs> pitches from Hilton Smith and Satchel <laughs> Page, bro. He would literally, they pull up rocking chair, and they'd just be in the rocking chair just catching pitches. Yeah, that's like, hilarious. That's how good they were, but they, wow. they were like the Harlem Trotters of, of baseball. Yeah, like, baseball. Like, yeah. like, they were just yeah. wild. They were just doing their own thing, bro. Like, that whole team had Coop Papa Bell, Judy Johnson, Oscar Charleston, Satchel Page, Josh Gibson. I mean, arguably one of the best teams in, like, baseball history, bro. Yeah, like, right. It's crazy. But by the 30s, a lot of these famed players, they would go down to... Places like Mexico, Cuba, and Puerto Rico, because they were actually free. You gotta think, yeah. this is mm-hmm. the 30s in America, bro. Right, right. These are black players that get no respect. You know what I mean? Like, from not. their counterparts. So, they would go down there to get more money, they get more fame, they get more respect. And this forced teams to play to pay big players a lot more money. Like for instance, Josh Gibson came back and played for the Grays, who's originally on the Crawfords. He came back and played for the Grays because they offered him twenty five hundred dollars to come play. Back and then, for a black man in the thirties, bro, sure. that's like word. I'm coming back to him, homie. Like, yeah, you right. showing love. Like I'm gonna get that. So he came back, and it's it's like a lot of people say that like back then the Grays could actually have beaten their counterparts, the Pirates, uh, back in those days because they were that good. Mm. But, of course, by the Second World War, Negro League reached new heights, man. They had bigger crowds. They had a bigger crowd to showcase their skills. Mm -hmm. So this caught the eye more so these white people that all these players are off in World War II. They got these black players that are still balling out, like killing it. So all these odds on these black players. So, of course, by 1945... You all know Jackie Robinson. Oh, yeah. Made history. The only thing that you learn about yeah. anything about yeah. this in, right. in elementary yeah. school, at it's least like, when we were coming up. And, and, and Jackie Robinson was a scrub to That's these, the these G's. Right. Yeah, like Jackie Robinson sure. was like, this is a rookie. But like, what are you doing? Like, who is this guy? Right. Mm-hmm. Why does he get this? And that's like, the only name we've been out here for years, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Personally. Like, I mean, bro, the homie uh, I talked about earlier, Josh Gibson. Yeah. The biggest bat in the fucking baseball. He literally would watch what Babe Ruth would hit. Like, oh, Babe Ruth hit two today. I hit three. Mm-hmm. And he would go out and do it. Satcher Page would say, I'm going to strike out at least eight people. He'd go out and do it back to back to back. You I mean, like, these cats were that talented. Yeah. But Jackie Robinson was a rookie to these guys. But it took Jackie uh, 
to get in contact with Branch Rickey or Branch Rickey in contact with Jackie Robinson, yeah. to be honest. And he signed him. Uh, given his debut went until 1947, but Robinson, he electrified these crowds on the Brooklyn Dodgers with all this racial ridicule by players and fans. But, of course... And that had to be so hard. Bro, yeah, all right. the shit that he got, bro. I highly advise you to go watch the movie 45. Um, so, such a great movie. Go watch that. It's about Jackie Robinson and what all he went through. Cool. Um, but, of course, with the Brooklyn Dodgers having all this hubbub about Jackie Robinson, they get more money, they get more attendance, they send that money flow in, and all these owners that are like, the black bears are not good enough, they can't do it, they're like... Y'all make some money though. Mm-hmm. I'm starting not to I'm starting not really care about this green, this black color. Right, right. Really starting to see this green. Yeah. So, right. you know, this began that wave of black pairs coming into the majors. You know, cats like Willie Mays, Monty Irvin, Bob Thurman, all G's in baseball, bro. Yeah. And a lot of this uh, Hall of Fame talent started to get light shone, like shined on it. And even though some of these players gain fame and recognition, there's still some players that you know get lost in the history. You know what I'm saying? Ray Daniels, one of the best third basemen to ever live, bro, ever play the game at all. Josh Gibson that I mentioned, he died before he could go to the league, bro. Mm-hmm. He fell sick. You know, and, and a lot of these greats, they either were too old or they got sick and passed away before they go to the league or even got looked at. But this whole situation of, you know, white people picking up these black players to go play for these white teams, it created this, this uh, bubble for black economy to fade away yeah. because these these stadiums, these teams are all this money to black communities. It created this hub of like thriving black communities that the funding was lost. I mean, for schools, for bars, for a- anything in that community was lost. Sure. And it literally, that kind of was the first creation of uh, the ghettos and the That's slums. That's crazy. You never America. really think about that shit. Like, yeah, you know? like, bro, like the, the baseball really started that vibe. Like, think about the Harlem Renaissance was starting to fade around, fade out at that time. Mm. And then Harlem became like, whoa, crazy with drugs. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because yeah. that, that thriving of black success was not there anymore, bro. And um, we can talk about integration at a different, on a yeah. different uh, episode. That's a whole other topic. But, but, but that little bit of baseball integration really started to ruin these black communities. And it's, yeah. it's pretty well. But, a lot of these cats, man, they got their they got their fame and they got their recognition, and that's beautiful. But I just want to give a shout out to a few that didn't, who were some of the best players to ever touch a baseball. Cool Papa Bell, one of the fastest players to ever steal a base. He became a guard in City Hall in St. Oh, Louis, bro. Geez. Samuel Bankhead, seven time All Star, two hundred thirty one runs, bro. Became a garbage man in Pittsburgh. Buck Leonard, bro. 13-time All-Star, slugging percentage of 527, became a probation officer in North Carolina. And that's just the name of a few players, man. That's crazy. That were, like, some of the most, like, honored and, like, respected players in black baseball uh, that were ever living. Baseball, period. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't really until 1971 that all these players got their Hall of Fame accolades, but... But it's only yeah. some of them still. You know? some, I mean, some of them yeah. still. I highly advise you to just check it out if you can, uh, if you want to, if you're interested in it. But those are some of the forgotten of baseball, man. And mm. it's just wow. It's my little rundown. Cool. Well, I guess it's my turn to talk about the ladies. The ladies. Bring up the ladies. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> she was crying. Are you crying? There's no crying in baseball. So... We are pretty clearly talking about the All American Girls Professional Baseball League, which Agri-Gabool. right, right, right. Which on all the little, you know, the A A G P B L, yeah, the A A G B no G P B L. They could have done a lot better job with that. That is just mm-mm. anyways. That was a professional women's baseball league founded by Philip K. Wrigley, the chewing gum mogul. Double mint was cracking. Uh, yeah, Juicy right. fruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give you some juice uh, from forty three to fifty four. In those eleven years, over six hundred women played in the league, which eventually consisted of ten teams, and they were all pretty much located in the Midwest. Um, Nineteen forty eight saw a league attendance peak at over nine hundred thousand spectators. Damn. So this is something that they were just like, <laughs> you know, Mister Chewing Gum guy is like, oh man, because of World War Two, we're losing all this money. And they were just still thought it was like a 
you know, a, a sideshow sort of a thing. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. with the Negro League. Like yeah. they're, they're, it's like, oh, they can, they play, but they're not, they can't play as good as us. They're doing all these like, gimmicks yeah. and stuff like that yeah, to try like, and, you know, attract uh, yeah. more people to watch. But they're not, like that. we're so good, we can do that. Yeah. That's what you're not yeah. saying. Yeah. So yeah. good, yeah. we can do these gimmicks. Right. <laughs> and, you know. That's facts. <laughs> and, you know, not just, these women were incredible players as well. You know what I mean? Um, exactly. The most successful Some team the best, was actually. the Rockford Peaches. They won four championships. In those they called the Rockford Peaches, bro. Rockford Peaches. Ooh, that's so there's a lot of misogynistic titles, Misogyny. I imagine. Misogyny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the main team that was highlighted in a movie made in 1992. At this point, I'm sure most of us are happily picturing right now. Called A League of Their Own. That's right. No crying in baseball. Are you crying? Is she crying? She ain't. That's it. Anybody ever tell you crying like a, in baseball? You ever look like Shots a, out of time. You ever tell you like a dick with that hat on? <laughs> Shots out of '92 too. Damn, it came out '92. Yeah, '92. I thought Jesus it was. Uh, I thought it was. Hey, we old. A little bit younger than that. We um, obviously uh, not. Some may be surprised, some maybe not. That was a mostly fictionalized account of the early days. Oh, of the oh so so yeah. so you tell me Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell di- lied to me, bro? They did. They did. Yeah, I'll be goddamn. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I don't want to ruin anybody's childhood. Obviously, you already fucking did. <laughs> okay, well, in that case, allow me to continue. I don't want you I trust to. it, Tom Hanks. Up until now. <laughs> the roster of the Rockford <laughs> Peaches was entirely made up. And more bullshit. Oh, and wow. They did not so, even compete in that championship. So, so oh, like that is a historical goddamn document. <laughs> so, so, so I thought it was a documentary movie. Right. Nope, not even close. Shit. Uh, they didn't even so... compete in the first championship. That's like the climax of the mm-hmm. movie and everything. Oh, yeah, that, okay. That was actually the Racine Bells versus the Kenosha Comets. Oh, Comets. One of the only hey, we're moving. Com- Comets is nice. Yeah, one of the only non-misogynistic yeah. team names. <laughs> the racing bells. Know, right? uh, but one part that is true that in World War II, when America finally got pulled in, most of the players were drafted and a lot of them uh, enrolled voluntarily as well. And that threatened the survival of the sport, you know, because I mean, and that's why Negro League survived. It's true, actually. Yeah. 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 Straight up. Um, along with that, something that wasn't mentioned is that uh, there was a lot of restrictions on team travel due to gasoline rationing. Which I think is why it was all hmm. located in the Midwest, you know, because yeah. it was shorter. But, but they had Wrigley in the pocket. He can buy all the gas. That's true. He could so probably... Wrigley was sugar daddy for all these cats? Pretty much. Said? Pretty much. Yeah. Wrigley was sugar daddy for all these teams. <laughs> Damn. He <laughs> 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 had the gas money. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. Gas money, oh, I got the gas money. Don't worry about it. I got the gas money. What would that light bill look like? Put that lipstick on. Shut your mouth. Get out there and hit that ball. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All these women were scouted from... Jokes. Uh, these are jokes. Amateur softball sure. games across the country. Um, yeah. 200 were invited to the Wrigley Field for tryouts where only 60 would be selected for the roster. Um, just like the MLB at the time, it was also, quote-unquote, informally segregated. So <laughs> these, informally. Mm, okay. These <clears throat> white women were selected for their skill, but also their wholesome feminine ideal. Uh, Mm -hmm. So. I see where this is going. It means during spring training, the girls were required to attend Helena Rubinstein's evening charm school classes. Sounds like something I can't afford. (laughs) 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 Which taught the proper etiquette for every situation Mm -hmm. and every aspect of personal hygiene, mannerisms, and dress code. That sounds all, relative. Was presented to all the players. Fact, I mean, it seems right? incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. think about it. Well, it reminds me when I worked at Hooters for a spell. Um, they have the the chicks, like the women, they have to go to like training for like a week or two, uh, like etic- etiquette training. Yeah. Yeah. Here, to work at Hooters. I'm like, we bro, train like, you so some uh, dude can just oh, stare man. at your boobs. I mean, like you're you're hot, cool, like just do yeah, your thing. I know. It's anyway. And I mean, these I'm are a, athletes. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a slide up, slide up out of there. Hey! Uh, right. Yeah, it's crazy because I mean, these are athletes. You know what I mean? They're not. It, it's whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, it actually does matter, but we'll move on. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. But in an effort to make each player as physically attractive as possible, they all received a beauty kit and instructions on how to use it. So not only are they required to have a beauty kit, but they're going to be mansplained. <coughs> On well, like, using well, said like beauty. at the same time, they're playing a sport. <laughs> like, they're terrible. not to play they're a not sport. taking pictures. They're playing a sport. I know. What kind of shit is... Anyway. Yeah. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> mm. 
Well, they couldn't cut their hair? What the fuck? Oh, my so God. The, the league had uh, rules of conduct, right? The girls, quote, were not permitted to have short hair. They could not smoke or drink in public places. They were required to wear lipstick at all times. Fines for not following these leagues' rule of conduct were $5 for the first offense, 10 for the second offense, and then suspension. And then fuck you. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> right. That's wild. And even so, I, to the point where in 44, Josephine Jojo D'Angelo, who was a really good player, was fired for cutting her hair too short. Uh, That's crazy. And so I saw the Jojo the singer. She's still hot. Every team had a chaperone assigned to them. <laughs> a chaperone? A chaperone. Was like it like a nun or some shit? Or something. Was it Probably. Like a, I think Christian. I think a lot of them were like pretty heavily involved in, you know, religions. Mm. Clergy people. Oh. Clergy. But their uniforms were modeled after field hockey, uh, women's tennis, and figure skating uniforms at the time. <laughs> figure skating? Figure skating. Yeah, that, that's so safer sliding. They, they realize these are two different sports. <laughs> Three uh, different sports. I mean, applied to a fourth. Yeah, like, <laughs> but it was a, a yeah, belted and sliding. Like they are. I know they're sliding. Oh, yeah, I know. Anyway, uh, it, it was a belted short sleeve tunic dress with a slight flare of the the skirt, and the rules stated that the skirts were to be worn no more than six inches above the knee. That's crazy. But that regulation was often ignored in order to fil- facilitate running and fielding. But I also think ogling as well. I mean, yeah, but, you know, that's course, just my own. And of course. Yeah. Jesus. So it's basically, you know, this just super uh, quick thrown together one size fits all kind of a thing. And then they would just dye it a different pastel yeah. color. For just the reuse the same dress. Exactly. And, and then just sew a little logo on the front that was most of the time based off of like uh, uh, the city seal or the little yeah. town logo that they were, you know, playing. Yeah, like in. in League of Their Own with the little patch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first season, it was it was more of a it was a hybrid of baseball and softball, like a lot closer to softball. It was a bigger ball type. Ball. Yeah, so it was a twelve inch ball, which is regulation softball saw size, where baseballs are nine inches and plus. And the pitcher's mound was only forty feet from home plate, even closer than regulation softball. So they're taking <clears> these <throat> softball players, having them play baseball, and move the plate. Closer than it was in softball, and so much closer than in baseball. Twenty-five yeah. feet shorter than in baseball. That's crazy. Yeah, that's bro. pretty crazy. Uh, it seems a little dangerous too. I mean, yes, it does. I don't think so too. Yeah, yeah. I, I would also think so. But uh, the couple of similarities: they they had nine players on the field, and they actually utilized a pitcher's mound. Where you know in softball they pitch straight off the ground. You know. Mm-hmm. But by 1948, the ball shrunk down to uh, ten inches and a little more. Um, and overhand pitching was allowed. Oh, moving uh, up. So they're finally allowed to do something. Mm. They moved the mound back to you. And the mound was moved back to 50 feet. Um, they got closer and closer to baseball. By the final season in 54, uh, the mound, pitcher's mound was moved back to 60 feet, and the base paths were extended to 85 feet between, which is still five feet shorter than regulation baseball. Yeah. yeah. But they finally get a chance to play at those or the uh, distances and everything like that yeah. to show off. Yeah, actually we, do we, I can do We can do this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, we need to win my leagues right now. What's going on? I would probably watch that. I would definitely watch that. <laughs> and on top of it, all the teams might. were managed by men who either knew competitive athletics or were for, former major league players, mm. in part to demonstrate to fans that the league was serious. Uh, like the, the figure, the, the face. You have yeah. to have a face for something. Yeah, you got to have a penis involved in order for people to take it seriously. <laughs> oh, you know what shit. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> blow, in, in hot takes. Bro. I got these hot takes out here. Hot takes. Hot takes. <laughs> a couple of players that were really pretty cool to me. Um, one woman was uh, Eleanor Callow Squirt. <laughs> That's her actual last name. Not an unfortunate oh. nickname. Oh, we're gonna, what's going on? I'm going to mm. just, I'm gonna go and just slide. Yeah, we're going to yeah. we'll go ahead and slide out one real yeah. quick. Anyway. <laughs> uh, she was a switch hitter and threw right-handed. Um, she led the league in triples for four straight years and ended up with 60 triples in her career. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah. She started off slow in the home run category with none during her rookie season, but by the rest of her eight-year career, she belted 55. 
to mm. top the all-time list. I mean, so that's they're knocking 55 that's over the fence. And these are these are regulation fields. Yeah, yeah these are they, fields. they just played in the old major league exactly. stadium. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is wow. super cool. Um, another one was Sophie Curry's. Uh, she was the player of the year in 46. She only hit a 286, but she mm. stole 201 bases out of oh, 203 attempts. She was quick. She was quick. Ooh. So she tried to steal 203 times, and she only failed twice. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. She scored 119 runs, walked 93 times, and she had a fielding average of 973. What? Oh, bro? my God. That's, that's damn near perfect. I that's, know. That's some video game like, shit. That's literally yeah, like training player shit, bro. She yeah. wasn't a heavy hitter, but if she yeah. made contact with the ball, she's scoring. Yeah, she's out right. yeah. You know what I mean? At least it. steal it. If she base. gets on base, you're good. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. She's literally .37 away from perfect. That's crazy. Yeah. She was an all-star year in and year out. Um, one of the best players uh, in the AAGPBL. Mm. <laughs> I don't like that much. <laughs> but uh, kind of how you're talking about a uh, homie that went on to, to be in the um, Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. She was also really good at basketball, tennis, swimming, and writing. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Renaissance woman. And uh, all of that athletic ability also let her... Uh, Really, kind of show out in track and field. Oh, and she's still that many bases. You got to be quick. She set a lot of the offensive records for the league and um, for professional baseball in general that still stand today. I mean, oh, that's, she still has it's crazy records in professional baseball today. Yeah. And apparently that's they're offensive. That's gangster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because a lady did it. Wild times in the ghetto, man. Jesus. And there's there's uh, one final one. Um, she she was great or whatever. She didn't wasn't in like a all star broke records or anything like that. But I just loved her so much that Netflix released a documentary about her. Uh, Terry Donahue. Um, mm. She was a catcher for the Peoria Red Wings. Um, but the Netflix documentary is called A Secret Love. And it oh, chronicles yeah. Donahue's ultimately 72-year relationship with her wife, Emma Marie, Marie Pat Hinchel. The The couple actually got married in 2015 on Donahue's birthday. Oh, I think nice. I popped up That's over cool. here uh, to do some research for the podcast one yeah. night. We were and you and your wife Grace was watching that. Yeah. And I was like, oh. They are absolutely adorable. Yeah. And this she, is great. I highly recommend you watch it. It's, it's really cute. But, uh, tugging your heartstrings. And she old, she, old uh, ladies she carries around her old beautiful. baseball trading cards in her purse and everything like that. That's and, dope. You know, just, just a little tottering, you know, super old lady. Uh, and she would, was just signing for, for would, like, yeah, fans? Yeah, we mentioned that, too? you know, she used to play in the league and people like, oh, that's really cool. And then she would even go as far as pulling out one of these old trading cards and just it's, to watch uh, people. I mean, it's in the documentary t- a couple of times where people's yeah. eyes light up and she signs it for him and gives it to him. That's it's crazy, a, bro. <laughs> that's that's one, awesome. That makes me want to find a little Terry. Like, hey, awesome. let me get one right. of those, shorty. Because, I mean, yeah. you know, most that's of the awesome. time you expect, you know, somebody to pull out like a Werther's original, but, you know, <laughs> she's pulling out a, a trading card from back in the day. It's yeah, so cool. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's fucking dope, bro. Look at the ankles on grandma. There you what? I heard thugging. Oh, I mean... Uh, facts, friends, facts, and fiction, bro. Yeah. We out here with some more hot facts, um, and I'm with my friends. It feels nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's our baseball episode. It's crazy that we're covering sports, um, and we're probably going to cover some more sports eventually in the future. Yeah, yeah but, we will at some point. Um, let us know what you think about this episode, and if we miss any facts, please email us. Uh, but foul play, a lady's way, and the forgotten... <laughs> That's what you just heard. And a quick thing, we just set up a um, little donation kind oh, of a yeah, deal. Oh, yeah, the donation thing, man. Drop it's the facts on, on our, that, on our social media. You can click on a link. It'll send you over to... Um, Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is mm-hmm. the wonderful little easy-to-use website that yeah. uh, disseminates it immediately, basically, for yeah. us. Um, if, if you, you want to subscribe, give us some money. you know, that'll help us uh, keep paying the bills while we take time off of work and or our personal lives to record these things and research this yeah. stuff. Yeah, we, we're doing this for y'all. You know what I'm saying? We're entertainers. This is for y'all because we love y'all. <laughs> and um, yeah. A little it, bit it, for us too. <laughs> any little bit counts, man. We love y'all to death. Yeah. And anything, any little bit counts. And if you want to email us with your crazy childhood injuries or any crazy football stories you got, 
or baseball stories you got or basketball stories. Or certainly baseball, but yeah. any sports Any stories. sports story That'd you be got. Fun. It might help us do another Or episode. even if you guys have an idea for an episode. You yeah, might be exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Know, any any episode, uh, anything you want to know about, any facts that you think is dope to talk about, please email us, friends, period, facts, period, fiction, at gmail.com. Email us. Let us know what you think, all your good stuff, all the fun things. Um, but this has been another episode of Friends, Facts, and Fiction. And I'm Justin Hammonds, and I'm telling you to love, live life, because it's worth living, y'all. You feel me? That's good. I like that one. Um, I'm just going to have to say to everybody out there, I never liked you. I always loved you. <laughs> and I will sign off by saying, be kind, stay informed, and make a difference. Boom. And this is Friends, Facts, and Fiction. We out. We out. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. Find us on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on everything friends, facts, and fiction. Our Instagram handle is friends underscore facts underscore fiction. As always, please reach out to us. You can send any of your questions, praise, and fact-checking to friends period facts period fiction at gmail.com. It's important to us to only propagate the truth, and we will correct any errors we may have made. This has been a production of Friends Facts and Fiction. fiction, fiction.